Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Um, We appreciate you guys listening. We're glad to be able to bring these podcast episodes to you guys and help encourage you guys in your ministry on the sidewalk. And as always, we want you guys to reach out to us if you've got questions, if you've got subject episode. And so we'll give you guys our email addresses at the end of this episode so that you can reach out to us and give us what your suggestions are for future podcasts or clarification that you might need on other subjects that we covered. Other, you know, hey, listen, we're not perfect. Vicky's close to perfect. Oh, yeah. She's not quite oh. there yet. <laughs> and so maybe we said something that confused you and you need clarity on something or whatever. We would certainly love to clarify that and answer any questions that you have. And so, we'll, again, we'll, we'll give you our email addresses at the end of this. But, Vicky, introduce our topic for today. I love this topic. Um, it, it is talking about where and how or even do you find joy uh, in sidewalk ministry on the sidewalk and unequivocally I can answer yes. And um, I, I think I have said before on past podcasts that when I was going through the hardest time of my life, which was a period of a few years, actually, I was a sidewalk counselor at the time. And I can say with absolute truth that the greatest joy I found in life was on the sidewalk. And I think that this podcast is going to help people to understand how that could be because here you are on a sidewalk where babies are dying by the dozens, by classroomfuls every day that you're out there. If you're at a busy place like we are and it's a grievous place, there's no doubt about it. And you're watching some of the deepest, darkest sin, Um, that is behind every one of those, well, not every one of those stories, but behind many of those stories of the women going into a board, you are facing down at the gates of hell. It feels like you are standing toe to toe with Satan himself. And how in that kind of an environment, it's often physically very difficult, three or four hours usually that we're out there, usually in um, really extremes of weather. How do you find joy. Yeah. But, um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, go ahead. One of the things I, cause I think I text you about this subject yeah. and us cover this subject is I think it would be a blessing Yeah, is, um, you know, just the need for us to, to really shine forth the joy of the Lord at yeah. that place. Yeah. So that we're not just out there. I mean, it kind of, to me, it was like uh, we want to be compelling. We want to compel. We want we want to encourage the women that are going into the abortion center, the men that are going into the abortion center, to come and talk to us. And so, if we're just out there as a bunch of gruffs that are just angry at abortion, we're angry. And we talked about this in our our podcast about motivation. Like the anger and the hatred for abortion can't be our motivation. Right. We've got to be motivated by love for God. Yeah. And so, if the love of God and the joy of the Lord kind of exudes from us, then the hope is that it'll spill over onto others. Now, 
of course, that's got to be tempered with the fact that they're murdering babies inside of there. And there's certainly an appropriate response is weeping and, and, and anger can right. be an appropriate response to what's going on out there. And yes. So I don't I don't mean to say that we need to pretend to be full of joy out there and be smiling ear to ear when we don't really we're not really joyful. But I think this podcast, hopefully, if you do have a problem being joyful out there, will encourage you to be joyful. And kind of the outflow of that would be that that magnetic nature of joy and life and because you know we want love life we want to show that we love life not just that we hate abortion we hate death we love life and we want our presence to be one of joy and so i'll just practically share with you i was in washington state and uh, spending time with our missionary there who's awesome woman of god and just doing an amazing work there in washington state but washington state I mean, like across the United States of America, this is the case. But I think in Washington State, it's even even thicker, like this this darkness that looms over that place. It's just a lot of deception, witchcraft and all that stuff. And what I found was I was there in front of one of the Planned Parenthoods there and just doing my thing, doing what I normally do. And, you know, if I'm if I'm ministering at an abortion center on a busy road, I'm going to be smiling and waving at everybody that comes by. And I'm doing that not just because I'm some, you know, some hick that <laughs> you know, just wants to be smiling and waving all the time and how y'all doing, you know, not not because of that. I'm really doing that because I want to build relationships. Yeah, that's 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 at the end of the day. That's what I want to do. And, and in particular, I want to build relationships with the men and women that are coming into the abortion center. I want to gain their trust. And who do you trust more? Someone that has, you know, has a really sour look on their face that looks like a gruff that's just like, you know, looking at you like you're like you're a weirdo um, or somebody that's smiling and waving. Right. Mm -hmm. Who do you who would you be more inclined to stop and talk to somebody that's happy, smiling and waving? And so I don't know who's going to be pulling into the abortion center. right? I don't know of all the traffic that's passing by. I don't know which ones are going to take that turn into the abortion center because I'm trying to smile, wave and make eye contact long before they get there. And so since I don't know who they are that are pulling in, I'm going to do it for everybody. So I'm, I'm joyful. And, and listen, this is not a put on fake joy. I have the joy of the Lord even in front of a place of death because at the end of the day, I know Jesus. Right. Like I know the God who made the heavens and the earth and I'm his child. Yeah. Right. And his Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. I have the word of God, like God has given me his word to read and to meditate on. I'm in fellowship with him. And that stuff gives me joy. I actually believe that stuff. Right. And so even in spite of all that's going on in the world, all the terrible stuff, at the end of the day, I know God and I know he's going to right all the wrongs, even what's going on inside of there. Right. And so I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be full of, you know, even fear or whatever of the future, because I know the one, um, this is kind of cheesy, right? I don't have to be afraid of the future. Cause I know the one that holds the future. You it's such a good line maybe. though. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a good line, but it's true. Like it I know God, true. I'm in covenant with him right? and I can be joyful and that joy can show on my face. And that joy can actually compel others to stop and talk to me. And I'm telling you, people are more inclined to talk with you. If you're joyful if you're if you're full of life, because I'll tell you who's not full of life, the people inside the abortion clinic. Right. Right. I mean, we know plenty of people that worked in the abortion industry that quit. 
And they're not happy. Their job is not a fun job. The whole place, the atmosphere inside the abortion clinic is darkness. It's death. Mm-hmm. It's it's really um, heavy inside of there. We know because we've heard from thousands of women that have been inside of the abortion clinic and, and many workers that worked inside of the abortion clinic again. So we know it's dark and they're not full of joy inside of there. So why not really help create a stark contrast between Planned Parenthood or you know, a preferred woman's health center, whatever abortion clinic is, create a, a stark contrast between the atmosphere inside of there with the atmosphere that's outside with the Christians that are out here who love Jesus and that love people. So that's, that's kind of what came to mind as I thought about this subject and why I kind of shot that text over to you to encourage you, Hey, we need to do a, a, an episode about this. Yeah, And basically you have just summarized the entire article in one very eloquent couple of uh, minutes there, but we can wrap it up right now. Now we, we actually have um, uh, a lot of scriptural support and honestly you yeah. did touch um, in a general way on, on everything that scripture points out. But I do want to say, if you don't have that joy, you're not going to last. You will yeah. not last out there. Um, we do need to tap into that joy in order yeah. to be sustained out there. So, um, so I just, uh, the way I, uh, what I did after Daniel had this, this inspiration and, and what I did was I did a word study of joy in the Bible. And there's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of verses about joy to the point where I had to just like, just, I couldn't even read them all. I had to just yeah. cut off after I did like 20. I thought, okay, that's, that's enough. But the, they, they point out, I think each verse, I tried to pick ones that pointed out a different aspect of where that joy comes from and, and how it could be applied at our, at our work on the sidewalk. So let's give that a shot. I'll kind of give you the, okay. the summary of, of what I found in a verse, and then you can read the verse and, and expound upon it. Okay. But, um, but the, the first one is, um, it is in adversity and opposition that strength and joy are built. And so just yeah. think of that adversity and opposition. Well, we certainly see plenty of that out on, yeah. out on the sidewalk. Yes, we do. Yeah. And so James and James one, yeah. love this passage. Mm-hmm. Verse two, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. So, and he's talking about people, he's talking about Christians that are being persecuted, some of them unto death. But he's saying, um, take joy, count it all joy. And that word joy, I think, is very intentional, that even though we don't feel good, maybe even outwardly because of persecution or whatever, we can be joyful in the fact that we we know the Lord and that God is using, even when someone persecutes us or calls us names or whatever, God is using that to test our faith and to produce produce steadfastness to yep. make us more like Jesus, yep. right? Yeah, so it's going to strengthen us, and it helps you to look at those trials, I think, in a very different way. Instead of saying, woe is me, look at what I'm enduring out here, it can be, lucky me, <laughs> look at the opportunity to grow in my strength in the Lord and my steadfast, steadfastness in, in my faith. So yeah. there's a shift that happens. When, yeah. when you know. Yeah, I know there's a uh, um, there's a passage in Acts. I believe it's in Acts chapter four. Um, gosh, it could be a little later on. You guys probably who are listening probably know more than I do. But um, you know, know the passage when I mention it that where 
uh, Peter and John were beaten for speaking the name of Jesus, preaching the name of Jesus. And it said they rejoice um, because they were accounted worthy to suffer for his namesake. So they rejoiced. They were happy that they were beaten. (laughs) That's kind of hard. But they saw things from an eternal perspective and they were able to rejoice because they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. They loved Jesus and they were able to be identified with him in that way. And they were joyful. Man, that's tough. But the Holy Spirit can give us strength to be joyful, even in the midst of being beat with rods like they were. Yeah. And actually that feeds into the second general principle of joy. The Holy Spirit brings joy and the Holy Spirit is present in every believer. And on that sidewalk, the Holy Spirit is there. Yeah, absolutely. We know the fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the next one? Joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit working in us. Again, Mm -hmm. this is the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. This is the Holy Spirit, the the third person of the Trinity, right? What we identify as the third person of the Trinity. He's God living inside of us. This same God who created all things, who, you know, some people joke and say God has a sense of humor. He does. (laughs) <laughs> this this God, the God of the Bible, yes, there's a heaviness, there's a weightiness to his presence, right? He's not to be trifled with. He's holy. He's other than. He's different than we are. But he's also a God of joy. And to the point where here, the Holy Spirit of God, the fruit, the, the outflow of of his working is joy. And so we can be joyful in the midst of trial. We can be joyful in the midst of darkness and death because we know him and we have him in us. Right. So a similar truth, and this is our third one, is that we cannot serve without the help of Jesus. And our joy is full when we rely on him. Where else do you rely so heavily upon the Holy Spirit than in an impossible ministry like this one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, put yourself out there. So that you're beholden to the Lord. If you do ministry and you're involved in things that you can do in your own natural giftings, um, there's not a whole lot of joy in that, right? But if you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you watch the Holy Spirit move through you, there's a lot of joy in just looking back and seeing. I mean, we had an experience yesterday where we we did a one-hour journey with some pastor or, or some leaders out on the sidewalk. And that's where we take pastors and leaders out to kind of show them the ministry of love life and kind of talk them through and just have some time to pray. And there was a really sweet moment in the Lord's presence where we are praying. We are praying for God to protect those babies inside the building and for women to run out of that place. 30 minutes later, this young lady comes running out of that place. Just as she prayed. Yeah. Just well, like know, 30 minutes prayed. after we I prayed. I understand, but, just but like it was just like you prayed. Yeah. Yeah. So she comes running out of that place and it's like, we get to look back and we, we know it's God's work. Right. God did the stuff. It wasn't us. Right. But I'm I'm like this this one brother who's out there called me and he's like joy. Like you just in his voice, like that was miraculous. That was amazing. Yeah. God let us be a part of that. It yeah. was all the work of the Lord. Right. But God uses prayer and God uses people. So we we were counted worthy to be part of that whole situation. Man, that's so amazing and, and, and brings so much joy. Um, but never would we have been able to experience that if we didn't 
put ourselves on the line, make ourselves uncomfortable and just being out there on the sidewalk. And dependent. We put ourselves in an impossible situation. That's right. And let the God, who's the God over the impossible, do and make possible what we think is impossible. And I love the verse that that we connected with this one, John sixteen twenty four. Yeah. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. This is us asking the Lord so that our joy may be full, bringing our petitions before God so that our joy may be full. God wants to give us fullness of joy and he'll do it. That's so much what you described. You asked in that prayer for the woman, for that people would run out. The woman ran out and your joy was full because not only had you seen the power of God, but you had seen his gracious response to a specific prayer. Doesn't always work that way. Um, but, it it when it does, my goodness, the the joy yeah. is is as this verse says, your joy is full. The presence of God is very strong when we face a ferocious enemy, which there is no. I mean, we are facing Satan. Like I said, we are at the gates of hell when you're in yeah. sidewalk ministry. So um, when you are in the presence of God, when He is coming against. His most uh, forceful enemy, Satan himself, there is a fullness of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Psalm sixteen eleven. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. Here, here's a point that we've touched on so many times, and we're going to keep on touching on. Yes, we're in the presence of the Lord wherever we go, on the sidewalk, the Lord is in us and his presence is there. And sometimes you can like tangibly feel the presence of the Lord. Like God's doing something miraculous behind the scenes. Um, But I will say we need to be personally in our walk with the Lord in his presence, because there can be a heaviness in our lives. But when we get in the presence of the Lord between us and, and the Lord spending time in prayer with the Lord, his presence, as he touches our hearts, as he speaks to us through his word. I mean, I'll, I'll sometimes um, get in my prayer closet and put some worship music on and just worship him. And just getting refreshed in his presence brings joy. And I can go and I can go on the sidewalk in this very dark place. But I can minister in joy because I just had an encounter with my father, right? He just spoke to my heart. He just spoke something fresh to me through his word and it energized me. And so I can minister out of that life that he's put in me and I can minister in joy, even in spite of the the death and the, the darkness that's going on inside of that place. Yeah. And so it's very important for anyone involved in this kind of ministry, really any ministry, but especially such a difficult ministry to have a regular time where you are intentional intentional about spending time in the presence of the Lord yeah, and, uh, you know, church, of course, but um, I think an alone time with, with God is really, really important. And that's what Jesus models himself. And for me, it's, it's getting in, in nature, in my kayak, on long hikes, on my bike, on long walks, something where there's no one around me and I'm surrounded by the beauty of his creation. And I'm not worshiping the creation, but it just brings me more in touch with the creator. And that's when I probably most closely feel his presence. And I need a lot of that time and even more so if I'm out on the sidewalk more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we know the passage. Give us this day our daily bread. We need manna from heaven. Yeah. And we need it every day. Every day. 
We yeah. need to be spending time in the presence of the Lord yeah. every day. Whatever that looks like. I mean, for you, it's on your kayak. Yeah. Um, for me, it's in the morning when I get up. Mm-hmm. And I do think that, I mean, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you do this. Like when we get up, we spend time in the Word. We spend time in prayer. Right. Um, some people spend more focused time in prayer. I mean, in my early part of my walk with the Lord, my most focused time, yeah, I'd get up in the morning and read some scripture and do you know, a quick prayer to start my day. But my most focused time was actually in the evenings before I went to bed. And it was just, it was a blessed time in the presence of the Lord. And it energized and refreshed me in his presence. Um, so whatever that looks like for you guys, there's plenty of books out there about how to get in the presence of the Lord. But I, listen, if you're involved in this ministry, what do we say? Be in the word and be in prayer, be in church. These are three means that God has given to help us to stay fueled. And if if you're walking in, um, you know, kind of a lack of joy in your life, maybe you need to examine, am I really spending time with the Lord? Right. Am I really spending time with this God of, of joy, this God who, you know, the Holy Spirit, the, the fruit of his Holy Spirit is one of those fruits is is joy. Right. And so spending time in the presence of the God who who brings joy in the presence of the Lord, in your presence, there's fullness of joy is, is vital to us exuding that joy. Is exuding the right word? Does that sound? Yes. Like very good word. word. <laughs> okay. Now spell it, Daniel, and you'll get extra credit. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I also Look have a up. morning. Um, what you point out, uh, it's not just abiding in his presence, uh, you know, through prayer or wherever you find God, a prayer closet, whatever, but but abiding in his word, because that's how he speaks very tangibly to us. His word is, it, it's written. He's written what we need to hear and know. And and so I think it's very important that, again, it be intentional, that you you find time when you are alone with God no distractions, no TV on. And for me, it's early, early morning. Nobody else is awake. I sit down with coffee and breakfast and, and open up my Bible. And, um, and that's when I absorb so much of, of what God is saying to me. So, um, really important for, for every one of, of, of us who are involved in sidewalk ministry. Um, there is sorrow. For like you said early on, there for there is grief, there is sorrow in in this ministry, but we have a hope. We cannot forget that hope that we'll see Jesus in the end, and in the end, all things will be made right. And no one yeah. can steal the certainty of that joy. I just read, by the way, this is a little bit off topic, but it's true, too. Um, this morning in my Bible study, it mentioned a movie where the line was, if um, uh, if it's not all right, it, it will all be made right in the end. And if it isn't yeah. all right, it's not the end. And that's just a movie line, but it's actually theologically kind of true in the end it will all be made right and we can be joyful in the midst of all those setbacks and that horror that we often see on earth because we know the end of the story and there's a couple of good verses that uh that go along with with that thought yeah so john 16 22 yeah so also you have sorrow now but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. No one. Knowing Jesus. No one and nothing and can take in that his joy. Presence, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, 
and his favor is for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Yeah. Um, so this is the day that God has appointed for us, right? We all yeah. have today, right now. We're not guaranteed anything else. We can rejoice in that simple fact. We can rejoice in that day and be assured that God wants us there at that very place, at that very moment, speaking those very words and finding joy in the hours that he has given us to serve. I mean, nothing is an accident. Nothing, nothing is, God doesn't make mistakes. Us being there in front of that abortion center is if God has called you there. And of course, if you're there, you probably believe he has. Um, Yeah. That's where you're supposed to be, and there's joy knowing that you're in the place where God has appointed you to be. Amen. Yeah. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We can rejoice and be glad. Yeah. There is joy in discovering the strength of God. When our strength fails us, we, we have touched on that on, on past, uh, podcasts. It's not our strength. It's, it's the, the strength yeah. of God. And when we recognize that our strength will fail us, all of us are going to get old like me and you are going to yeah. find that you are not as strong as you used to be and, yeah. and things are falling apart. Um, so your strength will fail. And if your joy is built on, you being strong and able to conquer the world, that will end. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to that whole one about, you know, kind of putting ourselves out there and, and seeing God do the impossible right. through us. Yes. Is that we learn that the strength that, that is needed to accomplish the mission that God has called us to comes from him. And so here, this passage, Nehemiah 8.10, which is a powerful passage of scripture, it says, uh, then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. The joy of the Lord. Now, there's a heaviness. This is Nehemiah. This is Nehemiah um, sharing with the children of Israel how they had turned away from God. And this is like revival breaking out. And these people are broken, and they're fasting and praying before the Lord because you know, they're praying for the Lord to restore um, his people and restore Jerusalem. I believe that's the context here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nehemiah encourages them. Yeah, I mean, there's a time to weep and all that, right? We know that in Scripture. But he's saying the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right. Be joyful in God. Like, yeah. we we are his children. We know him. So let the joy be your strength. Yeah. And so, guys, on the sidewalk. Yeah, again, it's heavy inside of there. They're killing babies, and the church has not risen up in the number that, that she needs to rise up and, and that can be heavy. And we want our nation to turn back to the Lord and uh, repentance needs to, to flow across the land and restoration to God. But let's let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Even in spite of that, that we know him, that God is still doing something in this earth. Babies are being saved at places of death. The gospel's being preached, right? Souls are coming into the kingdom, not as many as we would like, but they're still coming into the kingdom of God. And we get to be a part of that. So let's let the joy of the Lord out there be our strength. Let it be our energy, what energizes, what, what gets us up in the morning and, and gets us out there on the sidewalk. Let the joy of the Lord be that strength. Yeah. And so we have a, an article out, and, and we're not going to go over the rest of it because um, 
we'll we'll let you read those in the article. I'm going to um, go all the way to the last point in the article, but you all can look at that article that comes out with this. Lots yeah. of really great verses, and I I think uh, it, it's given you a taste of of the fact that scripturally, there's no doubt. We, we should have joy in, yeah. in ministry for the Lord. But the. Yeah, and all these passages, I'll just say, you guys need to read the article because yeah. all of these passages and the points that are that are kind of made and then reiterated by these passages of Scripture are powerful. Just talking about joy. I mean, joy yeah. is, is a common word throughout all of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And of course, we know, listen, in light of, of what's going on around us, we live in a dark world. There's there's babies that are dying. People are going people are going to hell. There's death and sickness and all that stuff. And we know that we, we have to grapple with that. We have to deal with that. Jesus certainly knew that. I mean, Jesus experienced darkness and death and, and all the things that the fallen world has to offer. And yet Jesus was was a joyful guy. I don't I don't see Jesus and read about him in the New Testament. It's just he's some gruff that walks around with a chip on his shoulder all the time, just mad at the world. He certainly calls sin, sin. He certainly confronts wickedness and evil. But he seems in his interactions with with the disciples and just in general to be a joyful man, right? And so he's our example. And why was he joyful? Well, because he spent time in the presence of his father. So these passages of Scripture and the encouragement that we've given to you guys, hopefully, um, have been an encouragement for you guys to get in the presence of the Lord and and just have that that joy of the Lord exude from your person out there on the sidewalk and, yeah. and be a person with joy on your face and joy in your eyes, joy in your heart. Yeah, and let's and let's your... let's do one more. Let's let's okay. give one more. It's at the very end, it's the very last one, because I think that would be a good closing yeah. thing to to think about. There is joy in knowing that we're pleasing God by our faithfulness in ministry. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that gives you a whole new perspective again when you're facing all the persecution, and you know our lives are usually not on the line, but it's definitely persecution out in in front of an abortion center and rejection. Yeah. But you can have joy because you are there yeah. pleasing God. You are being faithful in doing what He has called you to do, even when it's painful. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it really kind of speaks to that pleasure that a child has in doing what they know pleases their father. You know, I think about my kids, if they ever did clean their room, which they don't do very often, but if they ever did, I can imagine a scenario in which they would come and you know, actually this has happened. They just got done cleaning the room. They know it looks great. And they're like, they come in and they say, dad, Hey, come and look at my room. Come and look at my room. They're happy that they did the right thing, even without being asked. And there's joy in that in, in pleasing their father. That's kind of a natural example but then we see this example in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1, and it says, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. We this, enter this, into God's joy. joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's joy in doing. I mean, just imagine that scene in heaven where yeah. God says, Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we're after, right? God's saying, Well done. And just imagine the joy that we're going to have in that. Well, we can have that joy now, knowing that what we're doing is in obedience to God, giving a voice to the voiceless, right? We know that what we're doing is pleasing to the Father, and that we are, an extension of, of His work in the earth, pleading on behalf of the fatherless, of the orphan and the widow, right? God is a father to the fatherless, 
And we are being his hands and his feet. We are being an extension of, of, of what he desires to do to protect the innocent. And we can have joy in that. And so, guys, I hope that this this episode was an encouragement to you guys to go out there to minister out of joy, not, of course, losing the reality of what's happening. We, we, we never lose that, that babies are dying, that people are headed for hell. Like, that's a reality that needs to be heavy on our hearts. But even in spite of that reality, we can have joy in knowing God, knowing that he's going to right the wrongs, that we belong to him. His word is enough. He is sufficient to do the work. His grace is sufficient to empower us to do what he's called us to so we can minister out of joy. So hopefully this was a blessing. And as we talked about at the very beginning, we want you guys to reach out to us. If we can if we can bring some encouragement to you guys, if we can do a podcast episode that would be a blessing to you. If you have any questions for us, you can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. Reach out to her, Vicky at lovelife.org. We'd love to to help you and answer any questions that we can. Um, But until next time, God bless. God bless.